listening to us, Front Porch Podcast, talking about things and stuff. <laughs> Woo! Woo! I mean, easily, it's between Break Stuff or Rollin' for the, the best Limp Bizkit song. Because Faith, it's a cover, Jared. Yeah, it's a cover, but it's a great song. I don't know. I'd say Break Stuff. It just gets you going every time. I mean, it could be like fucking 6 o'clock in the morning, and you just hear that, you know, he's like a chainsaw. And then I'm just like, what? And then your ass is raw. Well, it's always raw. Mm. It's always raw. But really... It's a, it's a, what's better than going to work though and like bump and roll it because you're fucking, I mean that is great well you keep coming rolling. in hot with that you just keep rolling 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 to work you do you do I don't know just every goddamn the, morning the first thing is like I can't understand like how a cover for you of a song is your favorite song by that artist because well first of all it's Limp Biscuit, but George Michael took it to here Fred pushed it to here. And for all the people that can't see this, because I probably haven't put this episode out on video, I used hand motions. It, it was it was it was a solid six inches. So mm-hmm. Fred mm-hmm. pushed it six six inches further. Yeah. And speaking of, we are the Front Porch Podcast. I guess. We're back. We we took a couple weeks off. Sort of. Uh I'm Phil. Joined Hi. as always hey, by Phil. Mike and Jared. What's hey. up? Which one is each? Yep. <laughs> You'll never know. Okay, fair enough. And if you couldn't guess this week, we've been talking about Fred Durst for like two weeks, and we felt like we should have been recording all of our conversations, and we finally are, because <laughs> the stars have aligned, boys. We have talked on this podcast on about Fred Durst on numerous occasions. We have a poster on the wall of a movie starring John Travolta, who plays a person with Asperger's. He should have won five Oscars. Instead, he won a Razzie. Which is equally as acceptable. It yeah. is. Yeah. It's an award. It's an, Hey, this he film got won an, an award, award for it. Yeah. And, and The Fanatic is a fine fucking movie. And it we're going to talk about The Fanatic a little bit later it's on. A but piece of shit. I don't even know why we're talking about Again, it. Again, I feel like it was this close to being just perfect. It, it was Oscar bait that just didn't bite. Yep. Yeah. That happens sometimes. It happens. It it's happens. okay. It's okay. We can't all have winners out there. And no. uh but for we the stars have aligned because we we've mentioned Fred Durst many times on this podcast. And uh I about, about a week ago, maybe a week and a half ago, there was a big announcement in the Buffalo area uh because Limp Biscuit is coming to the Rapids Theater in Niagara Falls. Woo! <laughs> Keep rolling, 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 rolling. And we are. Yo, hold on. What? There. Thank you. <laughs> what? He was supposed to. S- <laughs> you know, the worst part is, is we planned this beforehand, and you guys just didn't. You didn't come through. I look like an asshole because I'm my screaming. Part. Ro- no, it's all good. It was one word. It was a question. I didn't read the script, Mike. Huh? Don't tell people this is scripted, Phil. We. You guys this, get scripts? This is so meta right now. <laughs> <laughs> you guys get scripts, Jared says. Jesus fucking Christ. But, yes, we we are going to the Limp Bizkit show. Hell yeah. And if you're, you're probably not going because you're a smart person that has morals and ethics. <laughs> <laughs> I think, honestly, 
I'm going to go out on a very far limb here and say I think most people that are going to this show, on if you don't know, August 9th, get your tickets. They're going ironically. Which is why we're going. Yeah. But going ironically to see a band that you spend almost $100 on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this, that was, <laughs> this is what I said in the message. I was like. I don't know if it's so, even that funny at that point. So a very, backstory. Very quick backstory here. So when we saw the announcement that Limp Bizkit was coming, we were obviously uh, elated. Yeah. Just like most people were. <laughs> that's the word. And, and we, yeah. <laughs> he goes, that's the word. Um, so basically what happened is uh, we were like, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go. Why not? I mean, a chance to see Limp Bizkit, blah, blah, blah. Shouldn't be more than like 40, 50 bucks tops. And uh, obviously, if you have your tickets, you know how much the show cost. Uh, a friend of mine texted me out of the blue and he said, hey, dude, I picked up all the tickets. This is what you owe me. And I was like, well, how much was it per ticket? And he's like, oh, it was 70 bucks. And I went, what in the fuck would make you think that I would spend 70 fucking dollars to go see Limp Bizkit? And he goes, dude, you said you wanted to go. And I was like, not for that. And then I told Phil, who proceeded to tell Jared, and I got a lot of shit for it. Yeah, that's, but that's how fair. that trickled down, huh? Yeah. Okay. That's, that's a trickle down. Jared, you didn't know that until this moment. but I know that now. But either way, guys, we are going to see a grown man scream that he's like a chainsaw for $70. We are going to see a grown man tell us about Nookie for $70. We are going to watch a grown man with a backwards red hat scream that you have to have faith into our ears. I mean, and for you got to have faith. You got to have faith. The red cap wonder. Yeah. So if you haven't guessed already, this episode's all about Fred Durst. <laughs> Welcome to the shit show. Yeah. If you want to turn us up now, that's probably a good idea. Proud of you. Because is this episode serious? No. Why are we doing it? Because we can. It's also a lot of fun. It is fun. It we is like fun. to have fun here. We do. Uh, and Fred Durst is a fun person. He, yeah. <laughs> he was. He was. I don't know really what his about, TikToks about are now. very weird. Yeah, his TikToks are weird. Yeah. Yeah, that has gotten weird. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's got weird. some weird TikToks. Uh they're still huge in uh like South America. Of if course you don't know. they are. Really? Well, yeah, a lot of bands are. Okay, if you're not a, if you're not big in America and you're a band, there's a big chance that you're famous in Europe, South America, or fucking Japan. Japan. What? Japan what? loves yeah. obscure bands that like no one cares about. Well, I've heard about that. I've heard about Japan loving those obscure bands, but South America? Why South America? They got a huge uh, heavy rock metal scene down there. Okay, believe it or not. Really? Like I don't. Not Foo- what I. Not what I would have pictured. Like, Foo Fighters are massive down there. Really? All right. They're arguably bigger there than they are here. Wow. I would even say. Didn't know that. So yeah, yeah. Here yeah. in here in uh, the UK, they're huge, <laughs> which is crazy. And then there's a band like. Uh, Biffy Clyro that in the UK sells out Wembley Stadium. Who? Uh, Biffy Clyro. Who? Exactly. Yep. No one. Go. No one here knows them. <laughs> yeah. They sell out Wembley there, and then they come here, and I saw them in Rochester play in front of fifty people. Nice. And it's like this is wild to me because wow. I love this band. Same with Frank Turner. So Interesting. He, he yeah. Plays, plays Wembley. Plays the Olympics. Comes here. Plays Town Ballroom. Yep. 
Same kind of vibe. Huh. Please. Well, I'll be. Small clubs in America, which is sweet. But Weird. see, I saw Biffy Clyro at the side, st- like what would be the bigger leopard lounge oh, wow. in Rochester. Wow. It was like the side stage of Water Street. Weird. Yeah. Very weird. But anyways, so we're back to the uh, Fred Durst. Red Cap Wonder here. Fred. Uh, so let's start off because <laughs> for a very long time now, uh, Fred Durst has been quite the, uh, I guess joke is a harsh word, but we'll go with joke uh, in my friend group here. And so basically for quite a few years now, uh, there was a joke that was started that you can't look someone in the eyes seriously and say without smiling that Fred Durst is the voice of a generation. So bring that to your friend group and try saying that first off. It's great when you're drinking. It was a lot of fun. It was a we lot got, of fun. We got a lot of fun out of that. And uh, who was the first person to do it without cracking? Because it took a while. I, I feel like that was a game that like... I don't know. None of us won at for a while. No, no, definitely <laughs> it took, not. It took some time to master it, but it's it's hard to do because you have to say it with such conviction. Yeah, you got to say it like you got to look somebody dead in their corneas, and you just have to say Fred Durst is the voice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of a generation. And and see, see now, Phil, so Phil, left. see, so that's the <laughs> challenge it's right just there. The way Jared said it. <laughs> we have a fucking picture on our wall that i see every day that has fred durst on the statue of liberty i made that i'm getting that sign flipping off people saying fred durst is the voice of a generation i made that i see it every day and I, i'm like oh i framed it and i'm is. getting it signed it's beautiful and then you say it i'm oh, getting it you signed should bring it to i'm the bringing show. that to the show i'm getting Hell it signed yeah. we should you should bring this too. the fanatic the fanatic poster get that, get that signed get that shit signed so anyways for those of you who might be unaware for some reason of uh, what Limp Biscuit is, they were <laughs> arguably. Does anybody not? There know? are some people who I'm if, sure there if are you people. if you don't know who Limp Biscuit is, please contact me on social media. So Limp Biscuit was a new metal band in like what the early '90s, late '90s. I watched a VH. Actually, Phil, I made you watch a VH1 special on them once. I don't know why. Uh, I think like '98. Yeah, no, 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 no. It was probably 95. They did like the rap rock stuff. Was it 95? Uh, it was. I'm looking it up. Now I want to know. It was, yeah, they were they were early on. I'm looking up when their first album came out. Um, but yeah. basically they were part of the new metal genre, which was a flash in the pan type of genre. Um, and uh, yeah, they, they actually became friends with Jonathan Davis first of Korn, who they submitted their uh, mixtape to. 1997, $3 bill, y'all. Come that on, was first July 1st. Yeah. So this oh, wow. is the anniversary. This is the anniversary we are, of their first album. We are recording this. Wow. This, yes. This and couldn't be any more apropos Mike right also now. shares a cord, uh, a fucking thing with Limp Bizkit because Listen, Mike, guys, do you want to share something? Guys, guys, I don't want to brag here. I don't want to make it seem like I'm better than all of you or anything, but... <clears throat> I share a birthday with Fred Durst. Oh! So, uh, just, uh, you know. We got a whole lot of connections going we on. We do have a we whole do. lot of connections. I think, I think I'm going to walk up to him at the show, and uh, they're going to let me by because, you know, we, we share a birthday. I'm going to walk up to him and go, uh, uh, Frederick, your birthday's in 11 days, as is mine. 
happy birthday. Let me be the first to say. This is mine. Happy birthday. And he's going to look at me and go, chocolate starfish. And I'm going to go, exactly. Exactly. We know. We know. You know? You okay? You okay over there? <laughs> yeah. You guys that one okay? got Phil. That one got Phil pretty good. The, the really chocolate got starfish got me. So anyways, that's the name of one of their albums. Um, so we're just going to go ahead and go forward and assume that most of you, most of you listening know Limp Bizkit. If you don't, if you don't listen to them, go listen to them and come back. And come yeah, back. Do it, yeah, do take it. a moment. We'll, we'll wait for you here for a second. Well, we're on Spotify already. So Yeah, we're on Spotify. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Type in just, greatest uh, hits. Greatest hits. Ready? Uh, we'll wait for them. Listening, and now you're realizing that oh man, what am I doing? Why am I listening to this podcast? Put Why am I listening your to this band? Hands up. This anyway, is, this is such a thing from the late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah, you probably mm-hmm. don't like yeah. it because mm-hmm. it's. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, anyways, everyone Woo! loves Limp Bizkit, Ironically, I feel, which isn't a bad thing. There are diehard Limp Bizkit fans. There are diehard. Sure. There's diehard fans, fans yeah. of so many things, but every band has a diehard. Oh yeah, every band has a knives chow. Mm, yes, good reference. It took me a second. Scott Pilgrim, little Scott Pilgrim, very for nice. So my, so we're gonna move forward, assuming that either you've already, you know, known Limp Bizkit, or you just took a minute to listen to them and wondering why you're still listening to us. I'm gonna ask you <laughs> yeah, guys. Yeah, you question. should be listening to him. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you guys a question. So what's this, Fred Durst? Question. Do you think that his legacy? Oh, yeah. Legacy. Do you think his legacy in music has been upheld, ironically? Or do you think that it's a genuine... Go ahead. I think it's genuine. You think yeah. it's genuine? I honestly do, because for as much as people make fun of him, there was a period, a six-year period from 1997 to 2003, maybe even like 2005, it stretched to, where new Metal was like the thing. Like new metal was the the big genre, yeah, yeah, that's and true. and Limp Bizkit and along with like Corn and uh, that's basically all I know. Uh, but they were like System of a Down. <laughs> were they new metal? Yeah, yeah, sort of. Uh, they were considered new metal. I actually like System of a Down, so I'm not going to consider them new metal. I did too, <laughs> but Limp Bizkit, like they were like pine, like and if you've seen their fucking uh, show at what was it? Uh, the show in like '99. Uh, oh, Woodstock. Uh, Woodstock '99. That place was fucking bumping. Yeah, it was. It was nuts. It was like Limp Bizkit was huge for a period of time. So I, I do think it's genuine. That's that's fair. I mean, if you think about it, he dated Britney Spears. Well, if hashtag well, free Britney. Yeah, hashtag free Britney. If you really think about it in the in the '90s, that. That genre really took over out of nowhere. It did. And uh, sprung up out of nowhere. I have a theory based on 90s music because you ever notice that the 90s had a whole bunch of weird one-hit wonders? Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a... Blame Nirvana. You can blame Nirvana for that. Yep. Why is that? Because Nirvana was such a flash in the pan of something new, something that no one's ever heard of, and it just captured... It captured the world, basically. Okay. As soon as Smells Like Teen Spirit dropped in, I th- was it 91? 91. Yeah. It just, it it blew everybody away. And so throughout the whole 90s, everyone was chasing that next sound that was going to 
change the world are gonna gonna encapsulate people like smells like teen spirit that makes sense yeah that, so people were trying to experiment experiment do a lot of different things and that's why pop music today is all the same pop music in the 90s was people trying to do something new hmm. to get popular because people realized when nirvana dropped that oh we can do something different and get radio play they paint okay. and also nirvana paved the way for hip-hop yep and then Honestly, if you look at how hip hop became huge, I mean, in a way, I guess you could say it was an influence for new metal because new metal is a fusion. It's a fusion of and rock of hip hop and. Uh, now, how did they rock. pave the way for hip hop? Nirvana. Yeah, Nirvana opened up a door. Um, basically, like Phil just said, opened up a door for new things. Oh, and okay. He, I mean, there's plenty of interviews. If you look, like the most notable one that I can remember offhand here is Jay Z mm-hmm. uh, talking about how when Nirvana came out it just made everyone realize oh we can be bigger than just an underground scene okay. so more because- and more like uh, uh p diddy and everyone was just like oh we can become a major market genre mm-hmm. and that's basically what happened is what they did and same thing happened uh in the 70s when i mean it was more of a flash in the pan but with punk Okay. When punk yeah. hit the scene, it was yeah. it was all it, because punk was underground for a while, right? And then they're like, "Oh shit, we can actually be big with this." And it, I mean, punk seventies punk was a little bit of a flash in the pan. It was around in the eighties a little bit, but yeah, the nineties was just a fucking shit show of what throwing shit at the wall and see what sticks. And that's why there's yeah, that so many one hit wonders from the nineties. <clears throat> huh. So little fun, little, 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 little fun theory way. for you. Yeah. But uh, Fred, Fred. Was not a one-hit wonder. Free no, boy. Limp Biscuit had Limp Biscuit has sold forty million records. Wow, that's, that's a big number. That's crazy. Forty million. Wow, forty million. Forty million. That, that's that's for a band that was a quote-unquote flash in the pan. It's not bad. No, it's no. That's pretty all. good. Not at all. So. We started by kind of talking about our favorite Limp Bizkit song. Let's let's delve a little bit deeper. Jared, you said Faith. Yeah. Which is a cover of George Michael. Why is that your favorite Limp Bizkit song? Because like I was saying earlier, like George Michael did it this way. And then they came in and just blew the lid off of it. They were like, all right, well, we're going to make this like rock as hard as possible. I remember hearing that for the first time. And I think, honestly, I heard the Limp Biscuit version before I heard the George Michael version. And I was like, you know, teenage, not even teenage. God, I was like 11. I was like, oh, oh were we that young? Yeah. I was, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what? 98, 99? I was probably like 11. Holy Lord. 10, 11, Yeah, I was 12. like 12. Yeah. You're old. So 13. You're like, you were like 31. But... <laughs> Jared, he was 27 I, when it came out. We, we always fuck around yeah. Jared. He's like two years older than us. <laughs> but yeah, like, no, I just remember hearing that. And I was like, you got to have faith, mom. Don't you get it? Mother, we have to have faith. And she's like, Michael, that was a George Michael song. And I was like, no, first off, I don't even know who that is. Do you not understand the genius of Fred Durst? Do you not understand like the pinnacle of music we're in right now, mother? And then she told me to shut the fuck up and go to my room. That tracks. Yeah. I just remember being stoked on it and seeing it on TRL oh, when God, I was younger. TRL. Yeah. Oh, wow. Jeez. Total request yeah. live. Yeah. Remember when they used to play the whole video? More commonly no. known when <laughs> they actually changed the name when Fred Durst was on TRL to Total Red Hat Live. 
I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't believe it was you. great. <laughs> I I want to believe you. Out. Look it up. I want to believe you. Don't do that. <laughs> don't don't play my game. Look here. it up. The look it up game. They passed out hot dog flavored water to everybody. <laughs> so I just remember back. Okay, so my favorite my favorite is break stuff, which I'm sure That's is fucking classic people. But oh, yeah, I, but I'm not going to even talk about break stuff here. Um, I just remember when I was young that eat you alive video. The, the just the chorus slaps. Now, when you're young, you're like, "Oh, like this song is this song is so heavy," and you don't really look into it lyrically. And now that I'm older and I look into it lyrically and how misogynistic it is, yep. I go, "I'm not listening to this song anymore." What song was that? Eat you alive. Mm. Yeah, it's. Okay. Uh, I don't remember the video, but I remember the song. Yeah, it's about a crazy guy who's like obsessed with this girl, and then Ooh. it's just. Yeah. It's a very... It's simping before it was simping. Oh, okay. It's very similar in narrative tone to Death Cab for Cuties, I Will Possess Your Heart. Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. It's actually like All you right. could look at that as the spiritual successor. But Weird. it's harsher because in the video, he's <laughs> I'm gonna got... I'm going to listen to those two back to back later. Yeah. In the I'll video, he's, he's got the girl tied up in a chair. And then now that I'm older and like not, you know, 10, I go, oh, no, this is bad. This <laughs> that, is really this bad. This is not good. <laughs> this is not good. That's what happened to me when... You uh, got tied up in a chair and screamed no, at by Fred Durst? DMX died. Jesus. Oh. And uh, uh, where the hood at? Like the first, uh, first like verse of that song is how he's talking about DMX talking about how much he hates gay people, and I was like, oh no, Uh-oh. DMX, what are Uh-oh. you doing? I guess I've never noticed that one either. Yeah, there's a lot of things for the past I should maybe look back at. Like I didn't know, like because the 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 chorus slaps, where the hood, where the hood, where the hood, right? At. But like I was, I put on the song. And it's literally like one of those memes where you're bumping and then they say shit and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. What, oh, yeah. There's what a am lot I of, bumping to? There's yeah. a lot of songs like that from back in the day. But so if you guys don't know, um, they are from Florida. Limp Bizkit is from Florida. Hmm. And uh, I mean, color me surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Land of Casey Anthony. Oh, God. Why? Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, uh, going to segue right out of that. Holy shit. Just thought so, I'd throw that out there. So, anyways, so they're from they're from Lauderdale. And, um, Even better. Yeah, so basically, from from the, the from my very little knowledge of it, because I watched this blackout, this VH1 special blackout drunk uh, that I made Phil watch. Um, basically, they... Uh, they were just shopping their album, and so many people were just like, "No, no, no!" And Corn was already doing it, and then they got in contact with Corn, like I said earlier. And uh, where if, was where was Corn from? I actually don't know where Corn's from. Okay, so I think, are they from? Uh, I was gonna say Iowa, but that's Slipknot. No, uh, yeah, Slipknot's yeah. from Iowa. Uh, who fucking keep them all together? Midwest at its best. Yeah, Midwest says, "Hey, Iowa was a great album," but Corn is from fucking. Bakersfield, California. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Complete so if there's opposite a, side of the country. If there's yeah. anyone to blame for Limp Bizkit, it's Corn. Uh, it's and, Jonathan Davis. And honestly, on top of that, I'm just going to go ahead and add on to that uh, pyramid right here. If there's anyone to blame for a puddle of mud, it is Limp Bizkit. Yep. Because what? Wes Scanlon 
uh, contacted Fred Durst, yep. and Fred Durst produced their first album, and that's why you got She Fucking Hates Me. But in a way, you can really thank Fred Durst uh, because we wouldn't have the About a Girl cover we had last year, which we featured on the podcast. A we did. Times. My favorite song Woo! of all time. Yes. About a Girl by Puddle of Mud. And if you watch that video closely, you can see that the rest of the band is trying not to laugh. But anyway, um, <laughs> so l- let's talk more about Fred. Um, so obviously, they kind of died. Died out uh, in the early 2000s. Obviously, when you know we were younger, Fred was always in the media. Uh, very yeah. controversial. Oh yeah, figure. Very yeah, controversial yeah. figure. I mean, all he wore time. a red hat. Parents did not like that. <laughs> oh, it was that backwards Yankees <laughs> hat all the time. That's it, what did it. That's what got was the backwards up in red our hat. Red Yankees hat. Like, the we Yankees don't want our hat, kids. It's got to be blue, right? We don't want our kids growing up wearing red hats. No. Running around the neighborhood. With goatees? Talking no. about shit. Talking I don't know what. Hot dog flavored water dog and, <laughs> and chainsaws. We don't want that. Chainsaws? What is this? I remember I remember putting on Limp Biscuit in the car when I was like <laughs> fucking nine, ten years old. And uh, my parents hated it, but it was a road trip. And... The, the agreement was because I have three brothers. Yeah. And everyone gets to pick a fucking album to play. Oh, God. And my two were fucking Papa Roach and Limp Biscuit. <laughs> you fucking were coming in hot. Coming with the fucking fire. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Fire. What a road trip. Oh. Where were you going? Uh, we were going down to North Carolina. My parents, uh, both of them chose. Different Jimmy Buffett records for the first time. Nice. Jimmy Buffett live records. Well, why? Because <laughs> my parents are parrot heads, Jared. Uh, I see that. <laughs> this is, this is, I grew up with Margaritaville and Burger in Paradise. Hmm. I'm, All right. I'm All good right. on that. I'm good on that. I don't I don't need Jimmy Buffett in my life. No. Jared looks like Jimmy Buffett today. The James Buffet. The yeah, James Buffet. I, yeah, I, I came in here just... Wanting to look like Jimmy Buffett. So. Needed my margaritas. Let's talk about some of the uh, the the uh, shows and stuff and the stuff and the antics on stage. Um, so in 98, uh, they, Limp Bizkit was on Oz, OzFest. Okay. Okay. And Fred Durst on the tour would emerge each night from a giant toilet on stage like Mr. Hanky. It's almost like a metaphor. You would you would think. Um and 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 people loved it apparently. Well, I mean it perfectly <coughs> describes him. So was it just like a Johnny on the spot that they had up there or a legitimate I have, like I have no fucking clue. Knowing knowing Ozzy Osbourne, it was probably like some giant prop toilet. Like I don't okay. I, see. It doesn't say that it was during his show or if it was during Ozzy Osbourne's show. Like it doesn't say like who showed it was. Okay. And also Ozfest. I don't know if they played every night. Oh, I don't know. But the nights that he did, he he popped out of the. Toilet he popped out like of a, a toilet. Now this also leads me to believe that uh, on stage they had just a perpetual, like you know those th- like. Uh, things that go on stores that just look that just repeat emotion. Yes, like robotics or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. 
What if they just had one of those on stage that was just Fred Durst just <laughs> constantly popping out of a toilet during everyone's set? <laughs> That's what I would like to believe it was. So was there like a spray of shit when he came up? Like I would, I would assume no. arms it was hot dog like flavored water. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. That works. Yeah. So, like, I understand. Listen, I understand the reference of chocolate starfish. Chocolate I'm not, starfish. I'm not going to say mean, it, but I still don't understand hot dog flavored water. A chocolate starfish is a butthole. But uh, well, you can see. Yeah, hot dog water. I don't. The hot dog flavored water. I'm, yeah. What is that? I want to say that's a penis innuendo somehow, but I don't understand it. Yeah. Still. How? I think it's semen. I, I, I want to say no. I don't. Do, but how do you have I the guess audacity to name salty, an album right? the chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water? I think it's semen. <sighs> so it's literally just a butthole and a weeder. <laughs> because it's, it's edgy. <laughs> Jared, it is edgy. <laughs> but it has to be said like that, right? Like, I'm, I'm Googling what does hot dog flavored water mean. A butthole and a weeder. A butthole and a weeder. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What does hot dog flavored water mean? Is an inside joke started by West Borland at a truck stop while the band was on tour where Berlin saw bottles of Crystal Geyser flavored water and he made a joke about having meat or hot dog flavors. All right. I, well, I guess that's it then. That's dumb. I kind of wish I didn't know that now. Yeah, I kind of wish they would have takes stayed. away. It takes away the mystique. Because yeah. a chocolate starfish is a butthole. Yeah. So a butthole and an inside joke. Terrible. That's, that's why that the that's 90s. Why love, that's why we love Limp Biscuit. That's the 90s for that's, you. So that's let's talk. Biscuit. Let's talk a little. Yeah. I know you have. Have you seen the 1999 Woodstock performance? I feel like I've seen bits and pieces of it. I do remember people like tearing the stage apart and going nuts and like diving off the. So my favorite thing about the Woodstock performance yeah. is when they go into Nookie, and Fred can't hear himself and he's asking the crowd for about three minutes a solid three fucking minutes if they can hear him it's on youtube definitely watch it if you haven't but like toward the end of the performance and here's a notable thing too about the performance there there's the p diddy's on stage Vern troyer's on stage Vern uh, troyer wow. yeah yeah um, Jonathan Davis is on stage. There's so many celebs in the background on stage. That's Snoop, crazy. I think Snoop Dogg was there. It was so like you look in the background. It's so funny because you're like, all these fucking people are just rocking out the Limp Biscuit, and, and for three solid minutes before Nookie, Wes is you just hear the bam 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 and just keeps playing it. And Fred's Fred's in the mic going, uh, "Yo, can you hear me? Can you hear? No. All right, hold on." Hold on. No. Can you hear me? No. 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 And, and then finally, it's like they get the go ahead for the sound guys. Like they can hear you. We can hear you. And he's like, "All right, go into it." And they go right into Nookie. And then at the end of like, so so you wasted three minutes, right? Of of of. Okay. Can you hear me? At Woodstock, and okay. then Fred spends five minutes at the end because people are taking plywood and standing on it and crowd surfing. Okay. He's like, at the very end of the set, took about, about five this. to ten minutes, <laughs> crawls out into the crowd. It's like, I want to get on the plywood. While the whole band is just doing like the fake basic riff. Yeah, they, for, for Faith. They close with Faith. And, and it's just like, Fred, stop. 
just sing the fucking song. Get off stage, bud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just sing Faith. Just sing the song that's not yours. Really? You just want to? You said, I want to. I want to get fucking, off. Fucking like, Pearl Jam's waiting, like like with their instruments strapped. Like, to like, get we're, on stage. We're <laughs> but Fred's like, no, 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 no. There is driftwood in the audience. This is and an I ocean. It. This is an ocean. Of people, and that is the plywood driftwood that I need to get on because I need to be one with my people. <laughs> and then he doesn't end up getting on it and just goes into Boy, faith. Come on. Yep. Yeah. He just stands there for literally 10 minutes and then just goes into faith. Yeah. It's brilliant. Sick. It is art. It's wonderful. I got to watch that again because I know I've seen it, but I, I don't uh, don't recall some of these things. Limp Biscuit videos from the 90s. Uh, in early 2000s are some of the most cherished memories of mine. Uh, mainly because uh, I remember, I just remember the Roland video because he had a like a pyramid of women just doing some stupid fucking dance in hmm. red hats. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do uh, remember that. Didn't he have a weird little kid and like a wife, Peter? And yep. And, yep. Yeah. And then the beginning of the video when someone thinks he's a valet because... I don't know. Why I, wouldn't they? To be honest, I would. Uh, if I saw Fred Durst, I'd be like, can you park it for me, bud? <laughs> and then he fucking he <laughs> shakes the keys to the camera. He's like, keep on rolling, baby. And this is like, oh, I'm fucking ready. Beautiful. I'm Beautiful. ready for this. Do you think if I ask nicely, they'll let me do segue. that? Like, I, I feel like, like if I got up there and I was like, Fred, 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 I can do this for you. And I just look him in his eyes and be like, all right, partner. Let's keep on rolling, baby. You know what time it is. Do you think he would let me do it? I think so. Because I would love to do that for Fred. (laughs) Listen, I'm going to say this right now, and I will claim it right here on the podcast that I am going to find a way to get on that stage. I'm going to get fucked up, and I am going to get on that stage and sing a song with Fred Durst. I will find a way. Jared, you're going to help me. I'm excited for that. Yeah, Jared, you're going to help me. All right. You're you're gonna be the distraction. I'll find a way. You're gonna put on you're gonna put on a backwards red cap and go, yo, I'm Fred, and they're gonna be like, Oh, Frederick. Frodrick. Oh, oh Frederick, Frederick. We're, we're gonna shave you into a goatee. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they're gonna be like, Fred, and I'm gonna like crawl up on stage and be like, I need to sing a song with you. <laughs> I need to sing. I need to sing with you. So Phil, what is uh what is your feeling toward Fred? It's a love-hate relationship. Mm. Why is that? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I ironically love Fred Durst. I think that he's a an amazing human being whose internet content is some of the cringiest shit I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. But when I was a kid, I fucking loved Limp Bizkit. No, I agree. I did too. Yeah. yeah absolutely. It was just like he hit... Limp Biscuit hit at the perfect age for a bunch of people where it was that it wasn't emo, but it was like angsty fucking shit. Yeah. You just wanted to yell. Yeah. And <laughs> it, it like there was like a two or three year period where like I was fucking it, I wouldn't say Limp Biscuit was my favorite band, but when a Limp Biscuit song fucking came on, I was turning it up. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I echo those uh, sympathies there. And Fred Durst yeah. is, we'll get into this here in a minute, uh, but Fred Durst was, he's a, he's an interesting character, and he's also a filmmaker who has made 
a, a, very, a decently good film, and then he's made The Fanatic. Which we'll talk what about. What was in a the bit. decently good film? Uh, I'm going to look it up. Uh, what do you. I, he, he's been a filmmaker for a little bit now. Yeah, he, he's yeah, released like four movies. I didn't. What? Four movies? I thought The Fanatic was the one. No. Oh, no, 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 no. Ah, so he's been sharpening his craft. Well, when you're a creative, like right. Fred Durst is. And, yeah. and I'm I, I'm saying this completely genuinely. You can tell by the inflection of my voice here mm-hmm. that I am saying this yep. 100% with conviction mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that Fred Durst is the modern-day Spielberg. I mean, Spielberg's still alive. Since when? Today. Oh, well. Jude Law? <laughs> is that? Didn't he spend a year abroad? I... I don't know. Hmm. Why are you questioning me? <laughs> oh, no, you're like, I don't know. I'm trying to make this. I'm trying to make this as genuine as I can. And you're fucking with me. I have, um, I have a list of uh, Fred Durst films. Fred Durst All films right, yes, that he these. has directed, and he's directed three films and one commercial. Oh, sick! And uh, I actually think that the education of Charlie Banks is a decent movie. I've never seen it. Stars Jesse Eisenberg, a young Jesse Eisenberg. Really? Oh my God, he was uh, the bald guy in Superman. He was Lex Luthor. He was also Mark Zuckerberg. Um, Yes, that tracks. That makes sense. A year after that, in two thousand and eight, he directed the Ice Cube vehicle, The Long Shots. I never heard of. Wait a minute. So what? What year was the first one? Two thousand seven. Yeah. He started making films in 2007? Good on him. And both those movies were theatrically theatrically released. What's the gross on those? $7? The Education of Charlie Banks. So much like his theatrically (laughs) released movies. That should tell you Um, right there. It was a budget of $5 million, and it raked in a crisp 15K. Um, now, good. I only ask that because I looked up the fanatic and I think it was like three thousand dollars. I got. Back. I'll get to that here in just a minute. Uh, oh, it's bad. But the long shots was twenty three million dollar budget. It made twelve million. Okay, which is it's still wow. a flop, but not terrible. That is a flop. And <laughs> so the fanatic was a video. Was a we're gonna get to the. We might as well just get to the fanatic. Well, let's no, just we'll get, get to the fanatic here in a minute. We'll get there in a minute. A little yeah, bit more keep, I want to talk about. Reading, but we'll, 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 keep we'll, reading them off. Yeah, I'm, we'll, I'm enjoying this. We'll introduce the fanatic right now. Uh, it had a budget of $5 million, and most of that was getting John Travolta. And, I figured I figured that's where that went. Uh, it was a video, a movie that was planning on going straight to like VOD. Word. That wasn't planning on going to theaters, like even barring the pan. Like it came out before the pandemic. Word. So it had nothing to do with that. Yep. But because John Travolta is John Travolta, and he's a fucking old school Hollywood person, it was in theaters for one weekend in sixty-two theaters across the country. Okay, he, so that's why it made three thousand dollars. He demanded that it be in theaters. Wow. Wow. Isn't that great? Because you know, he was a producer. So on the Jared, too. Jared, do you know? why a movie has to be in theaters what do you mean like, like do, you, do you know why actors want to like do you know a stipulation of a movie playing 
in a theater? Why some movies only get... I guess there's many reasons, but like with smaller budget things, uh, they put them out in like test audiences. So like they get like smaller markets to see how it hits. And then if it does hit, then they branch out to bigger markets and things like that. Usually, yeah. But the, the case in this is uh, to be recognized by the Academy, a movie has to be re- played on in a theater. Okay, and usually that's why you see like some Academy Award winners. So they only have they have a New York and an LA premiere. Right, right. That's a theater. That's a theater. So it was in a John theater. Travolta demanded so it to be put in theaters because he thought that this performance was something that was going to be re- okay. <laughs> so one more thing about Johnny Limp- Boy. One more thing about Limp Biscuit, and then I say we go to our uh, crisp commercial break here. Um, there are other members. I don't know the bass player, and I don't know the drummer, but I will tell Wes you this. Borland is a Wes great Borland guitar player. is a great guitar player. Mm. And there are two little factoids I have about Wes Borland. First off, he created his own guitar for the riff for Dookie. What? He did. He created his own guitar um, with his own tuning to play that song. Um, That's which is cool. crazy to me. And yeah. another thing, Godville. No, no, I, I, I think this might be what you're bringing up. But if you don't know who Wes Borland is, uh, he's a person that I've seen Limp Bizkit live. Uh, I saw them at Rock on the wow, Range in, in 2013. Humble uh, brag. The three openers, it was a three night show. And the three openers were uh, Godsmack. Great. Fucking wonderful. How? Yeah. And then the other two were Rob Zombie. That's sweet. How was that? Fucking sweet. Yeah. And then Limp Bizkit. Dang. And Limp That's Bizkit, a good show. Limp Bizkit got the crowd going. And then there was a whole bunch of smaller bands playing, but those were the headliners. And But Wes Borland fucking walked out looking like a fucking alien. And the thing about Wes Borland is he dresses up and puts a whole bunch of makeup on. And if, if you watch enough, you know what he looks like. But... How the fuck does he play guitar with that? You want to know why he does that, though, right? He's got stage fright, right? He has stage fright. Yeah. Oh. And he's had it for years. So it take, it makes him not himself. Ah. Takes himself out of the performance. Interesting. So, yeah. Which is... Uh, Whatever you got to do to get by. Which, which is actually kind of cool. Like, I don't know. Like, it, like it kind of gives him that stage persona. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And it's so iconic now, if you really think about it, that, you know... It is. He... You really can't stop doing it. Yeah, you can't. Once you start it, you can't stop. And he's the only one in the band that does that. Yeah. I mean, you could argue that Fred with the backwards hat, the Janko jeans, and the whatever shirt. That's kind of a. Yeah, but I think. Too, but I'm pretty sure he was wearing that way before, you know. Yeah, I hope he wears I, that as a 52 I think year that's old. I think just he does. Fred. I think he does. If yeah. I don't see a chain wallet when I go to that show, I'm going to be severely oh, disappointed. I'm so upset. I hope they have one at their merch stand. Oh uh, yeah, I'll buy it. Sell chain a chain wallet. A chain wallet with Limp Biscuit on the wallet? Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Who the fuck wouldn't buy that? You'd be stupid not to. Mm-hmm. If they have vinyl, we're buying it. Oh yeah, if they have a vinyl, I'm definitely gonna I'm definitely gonna pick that up. Would they have vinyl? They better. No. They would have CDs. They better. <laughs> <laughs> we're passing out MP3s. Yeah. They have they have fucking thumbsticks. So, yeah, the thumbsticks. <laughs> we're selling the thumbsticks for our newest album. Uh, but you know what? Wait, speaking of their newest album, they have a new album. 
it's so I read an article the other day that I came across on Twitter that their new their new album is basically done. And Wes Borland said that it's some of the best riffs that he's ever written. Well, that's good. Wes Borland's a good I'm, guitar player. I I'm excited so. to hear this. But Wes Borland's great. Fred Durst is a perfectionist, and his vocals aren't perfected yet, and so they don't know how long it's going to be delayed. They said, that, oh, their shit's done. They're oh. just waiting on Fred. <laughs> oh. Uh. Oh, Fred. Oh. I mean, how many different ways can you say, yeah? Exactly. You can't rush him. No, you can't. He's got to find that perfect way. You can't teach talent. No, that's you that's, that's one thing you can't do. But uh, I think we're gonna take a quick commercial break here, and uh, you know, just uh, if you like what you hear, uh, too bad because it's not available anywhere. So we're gonna take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with more Front Porch Podcast after this. Woo. Remember chain wallets and Jinko jeans? What about spiked hair and getting into a pit with your friends? Ah, yes. The good old days of new metal. And if you're looking to relive those days, well, look no further. Because we have the album for you. Fred Durst's acoustic debut album, Down to Earth with Durst. Featuring hit songs like Chainsaw City. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, never mind. Holy shit, what was that? Uh, I guess next is Nookie Part 2? Writing songs still, I bet you didn't know that. Making movies, Johnny G and the Fanatics. Still got that red hat, flipping with the Yankee sign. Playing Limpy, we do it to you every time. Still did it all for the Nookie, and that's okay. Selling out venues here in the USA. So if you want some, better have some class or else that cookie is going straight up your ass. Uh, and finally, Untitled. Why am I here? Where did I go wrong? Any sleepless nights alone, alone. And who are we? Guess we'll never know. Wait, wait a second. You really wrote this song? Yeah! Then why, what were those other ones? I, oh, I don't even know at this point, but 
There it is, Fred Durst's debut acoustic album, Down to Earth with Durst. Make sure you pick up your copy today. And we are back. Hope you guys buy and enjoy the Fred Durst acoustic album. It's it's all I've been listening to. It's Down to Earth with Durst, but they can't buy it. They can buy they it. They can buy it. They, the Front Porch they, Record label. They yeah, accept listen, COD. Listen, we we can't fool our listeners. We accept COD. <laughs> COD's <laughs> okay with me. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Durst down to earth. Durst down to earth down available to earth everywhere. Fuck it is. Oh, my God. Pick that it is up. horrible. That sounds so bad. <laughs> available everywhere. With a little asterisk available nowhere. What's with artists doing acoustic <laughs> albums now? Every artist thinks they're entitled to just strip it down for their audience. Because, know, Mike, man. there was a pandemic and people were like, how do I relate to people? And every every fucking artist had the same idea. That's that's yeah. fair. Yeah. That's fair. Not so, Phil, bad. what are we talking about now? We are talking about a Fred Durst-directed film that came out in 2019. <laughs> star- starring Academy Award, I believe, winner? I believe... John Travolta's won an Academy is, Award. Is he a winner? If he won an he's Academy Award. He's been nominated, Award, I'm sure. They, I, he's definitely been nominated. They should take it away for this film. It <laughs> <laughs> should be like, John, listen, Grease, great. Uh, Saturday Night Fever, wonderful. Oh, shit. Pulp Fiction, you were phenomenal. Fuck you. Why did you do The Fanatic? I think, actually, I don't think that he's won an Academy Award, but I feel like he's definitely been nominated. Jared? For the fanatic, I don't know. I didn't <laughs> find anything on that. Okay, so I swung and missed. Did Hold you? Up. Did you Google? Did John Travolta win the Academy Award? Working on it. I got sidetracked. <laughs> on what? <laughs> it happens. It happens. It happens. So while while we're waiting. Uh, some of John Travolta. Yeah, talk amongst yourselves for a moment. No, he was—he never won one. He was just nominated. God damn it! For That's... best actor for Pulp Fiction and best actor for Saturday Night Fever. Called it. He never. Yeah, he never won one. Okay, so Academy Award nominated actor. Thank you, John Travolta. Stars a, a person with Aspergers that also has a terrible haircut. Like I don't know how to. Yeah, I don't really know how to explain it. So. The first line in the movie is, I have to poop. It, it is. That's the first delivered line by Travolta. Uh, and it's perfectly delivered. It's perfectly delivered. Uh, I was very confused right off the bat with the movie. Um, the overview of the movie, I would say, is uh, basically it's a fan that's obsessed with a writer. With an actor. Oh, with an actor. Yeah, he's Sorry. an actor. He's an actor, not a writer. And... Uh, yeah. It's Fred Durst's version of misery. Oh, it's so hard to hear those words. It's so fucking hard to hear those words. Oh, my God. That's exactly what that is. Yep. It is. I just made that connection. Wow. Uh, wow. It's like, wow. It's like, remember earlier when you said Faith by George Michael and then Faith by Limp Bizkit? <laughs> and it was like a good like foot apart. Well, like yeah. if you'd like take it down... And you go, like, Misery, you know, the Stephen King adaptation, and then you take the Fanatic, 
And again, just a movie we like ironically, but if I'm being honest, it's on the floor. Like that's basically where we're at. And yeah, it's a very confusing movie. Um, yeah, honestly, like it, it, Jesus. Wow. Yeah. Cause that misery was great. Oh, misery was, a good was movie. wonderful. James it's a great Conn fucking movie. And, mm-hmm. Fucking Kathy, Kathy Bates, Bates just yeah. at in their prime. Come on. And they even kind of mock misery a little bit. Uh, spoiler alert at the end when he's got fucking, uh, what's his name? Uh, Devin Sawa. Mm-hmm. Devin Sawa's in this 90s heartthrob Devin Sawa. There he is. And uh, he's got him, like, tied up. Yeah. He, he's got the fake knife and shit. Like, that's a little bit of misery. So, yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert for the rest of this, yeah. too. Spoiler it, alert. Uh, first, we'll say, definitely watch this movie. If, if you're into, like, that worst oh. movie Wednesday type of vibe, definitely watch it. There are some redeeming, like, shots in the movie. And there is some redeeming comedy. It's not the worst movie I've ever seen, but... It's definitely worth a watch. It's it's pretty funny. <laughs> you know what I found though, like that it was like this far away from being like a decent movie, and it it was written kind of decently. It was like you one know, of those things where it was Fred like Fred Durst wrote it. I know he wrote it. And you, I know you wanna, he wrote hold on, it. hold on. You want to know how I know can, he wrote it? How can I put an asterisk there, yeah. real quick? Because you said he wrote it. Can I just put an asterisk and say? That he watched Misery and then copied it. All right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, there is a scene where Fred Durst, or I'm sorry, Devin Sawa is driving with his son. And he has Limp Biscuit playing on the radio. <laughs> and he uh, says, yes, I remember that. Then he goes, oh. Man, this was my fucking jam back in the day. Oh, and then he's like, this is fire. And he turns it up and he's trying to bump in front of his son. He's like, oh, yeah, this slaps or no, whatever he says. Nothing worse Something than, than like Fred that. Durst self-aggrandizing in a Himself. movie that he wrote. Yep. yep. And trying to relate to today's youth. You know, I wonder if that was like one of the like editors that came in and was like, Fred, like, you know, it would really benefit you if we added Limp Biscuit to this yeah, Oscar nominated because movie. it's so important to the plot. You're right, you're it's so right. important to the plot that we hear an obscure song <laughs> off of Chocolate Starfish. Okay. It, was, it wasn't even yeah. a hit they played. <laughs> no, it wasn't even it was a, a hit. random fucking Fred Durst. Fred Durst couldn't afford the rights to his own music. Oh, no. I'm sure you're right. Oh no, <laughs> I'm not even going to argue that point. Oh my god. So yeah, basically, John Travolta. I got to give the guy credit. He gives, he really does give it his all. Um, and he really gets in the character, but it's a, it's a really bad character. Yeah. I think the- so. Remember in Tropic Thunder where Robert Downey Jr. so eloquently explains to Ben Stiller that you never fully commit to a character of that type? Well, that's what John Travolta did. Yep. And. Uh- yeah, we'll, we'll say it wasn't Forrest Gump-esque. Now, oh, there, there is a good. scene in the movie that is probably my favorite scene. I pointed it out to Jared and Mike. Uh, there's a scene when he is about to talk to Hunter Dunbar. That's the name of Devin Sawa in the movie, Hunter Dunbar. And he's, he's about to meet him for a book signing that his friend is having at his movie memorabilia shop. And he's in the mirror talking about all the stuff that he's going to say to Hunter Dunbar. 
and there's a there's an editing flaw where they let jo- you could tell that they let John Travolta riff and do whatever he wanted because there's a part where John Travolta is like talking about oh I love your movies blah 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 and he's like no 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 that's dumb and then he's like say something stupid and then it cuts and it and it was totally yeah. John Travolta telling himself to say something stupid <laughs> and it's probably my favorite thing in the movie <laughs> It's it's pretty rough. Well, the biggest problem I have with it is that, like, this isn't the way people would treat somebody with that kind of a deficiency. Like, when he comes up and he's talking to him and he's saying, like, oh, I found you at your house or whatever. He's talking to Hunter Dunbar. He's like, ah, I came here because I wanted this. Uh, I wanted a signature. Like, I didn't get one. And the guy just, like, is threatening to kick his ass and is just like, oh, just get the fuck out of here, man. Like, you're a real weirdo. He's, like, getting his kid out of there and everything. Like, that's not how somebody would treat, like, you would notice. You'd be like, all right, like, this guy, he has a deficiency. I should give him the signature, mm-hmm. you know, say, like, all right, here you go, buddy. Like, Or say, like, hey, how did you, you know, whatever, like. There are ways around it, but he like treats him like he's he treats just him gonna like, punch him in the face and like. So the whole thing starts off with John, all John Travolta wants is he gets a jacket fronted to him by his friend that works at the memorabilia shop. Yes, that Hunter Dunbar wore in one of his movies, and all he wants is for that to be signed. And he is in line, and he is next in line, and Hunter Dunbar has to go deal with his ex-wife and kid or whatever. Yeah. And he gets pulled away. This, and then That what, scene was so awkward. And, and then what, is, what does he do? Not wait for him to come back. He follows him outside. He follows him outside. <laughs> and then confronts him right after he's arguing no, with like, his ex-wife. It was during. It was, they're yeah. arguing, and John Travolta's just peeking into the window. <laughs> it's just like, Mr. Dunbar, Mr. Dunbar. <laughs> this man is arguing with his ex-wife and I'm like I'm watching this and I'm going please stop what are you doing what are you doing oh my god one of my favorite scenes hands down was when he broke into that uh, party like like he hopped the fence to his to the party again we said spoilers so we're just gonna talk openly we'll about just it go through it we're yeah. going through it yep. but my favorite one of my favorite top scenes in that movie was when he goes in to this party because Hunter Dunbar is going to yeah. be there. Here's a milkshake. And, and he goes, walks up to the bar and the, the guy's like, what can I get you? He goes, can I, can I have a strawberry milkshake? And the guy's like, we don't do that. He goes, oh, fine. And then walks away. It's like, that was the whole scene? Like, what? What? Like, <laughs> like I, I, I'm, I, I'm not trying to be a dick here, but you don't need to establish... Anymore, anymore of, of the no, type of character don't. John Travolta is playing here. Right, right. Like, we get it. Stop making it awkward for everybody. Yeah. When, when he falls in, like, so to get into the party, he has to, like, climb the fence. Oh, yeah. And he falls into the garbage, and she at, and he he asks, am I okay? Am I okay? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. oh, no, stop. What are you doing? Uh, yeah. It, it, so the movie is supposed to be. Like a, a thriller. thriller. And you know what, though? You don't get that feeling. I do when he breaks into his house. That was weird. And, and he, he's weirdly. But it's so fucking weird. It and Devin Sawa's sleeping, weird. and then he's 
taking pictures of him kissing his forehead. And but he's... like that, that kind of weirdness is like a scary, like real. I if don't it, know. Yeah. If it's they kind of real and a little too real, I if guess. They is didn't, what yeah. I'm trying to if say. he didn't, if Fred Durst didn't decide to have him take pictures of him kissing his forehead and posting on that's Facebook what it got like super weird and yeah. strange. But, but that, it got <laughs> stupid. But like if he was right, just like right. breaking into his house and like just sitting there like pretending that he was awake because he was drunk. Right, right. They showed that he was drunk and he had medication. He had sleeping pills and stuff. Uh, it, like if he was just like sleeping there and he, and he pretended that he was like watching a movie with right. him, right? Yeah, yeah. That would have been better than trying to like do that. Would have been way better social media stuff. Yeah, they went that was way strange. overboard on that scene. Oh, <laughs> oh my yeah. god! Which yeah. like there is there is like creating tension, and then there is just downright downright like you are just doing this for mm-hmm. the sake of doing it, yeah. and it's not good. Nope. Yeah. Uh, there's, yeah. there's like times when, uh, John Travolta just shows up at his house. Oh, the maid. Oh yeah. Full spoiler alert. Yeah. One of the dumbest <laughs> twists in movie history. Uh, so some, the maid that Devin Sawa is banging that he tells his agent he should not be banging. Yep. Uh, sees John Travolta, uh, approaching like the house with a letter for Hunter Dunbar. And she like shoes him off, and he like he's like no this he needs to see this blah blah blah, and he accidentally like throws her, and she hits her head on a fountain, and she dies. Yep. And then it is not brought up for the next fucking fifty minutes. Yeah, which like was it two days that went by? Because I thought like it two was days, two days yeah. that she's just lying on the front lawn. No one dead. sees the dead and body. Nobody, on the front lawn. Nope. Yeah, nobody not a sees a single it. person. And then at the end of the movie, after uh, fucking Hunter Dunbar terrorizes John Travolta, which, and I will say, is a legitimately decent sequence. Yeah, it's it's pretty graphic. It it is pretty graphic. And uh, I do like the little twist at the end that John Travolta is finally getting. So he plays a fucking, they couldn't afford the rights to anything. So he plays a bobby cop. Yeah, on the Hollywood Boulevard. So yeah, so yeah there's yeah. so many different people. Like on the, like, we all know. Like you're on the Hollywood Boulevard, there are pe- people playing Spider-Man, Batman, Spider-Man, Superman, Batman, Pat, Jeff, Jack Sparrow. Like fucking famous, name. iconic like movie characters or video yeah. game characters. Yeah, he's right. playing an English cop. Poppycock. <laughs> In the mirror, he's going poppycock. Poppy, it's like, what is this? Like and what's funny is they don't even establish that that's what he does for a living beforehand. So all no. of a sudden you see John Travolta dressed as a bobby cop in the mirror going poppycock, poppy and I'm like what the fuck is happening right now? What is this? Right. And then it jumps to that and you're just like, "Oh." Yep. Okay. I guess. So basically and what I find hilarious too is so in the scene, there's a, there's this guy that does like David Blaine type of magic mm-hmm. in that in that uh, Hollywood Boulevard scene, and he harasses John, and they chose that for the movie poster. Yep, <laughs> which is hanging on our wall because which, they, they, why they, not? They imply that the man that John Travolta that who is wearing a Hawaiian shirt is choking is a man that owes money to either the mob or drug dealers or something and is, like, desperate to get his help. So, because he wa- he actually is trying to hire John Travolta to be his wingman. Yep. 
Yep. To help steal. To help steal from people. And then you never see the guy again <laughs> after this. No. Yeah. After this scene right here, after he meets him on the street and says, you're going to do this for me. John chokes him out, and then you never see him again. Yeah, no. why is that the poster? That's the movie poster. <laughs> because look at John Travolta's face. He's angry. It's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely angry, but why is that the poster? <laughs> so you know what we haven't brought up yet? His character name. I forgot his name. It's Moose. Oh, it is Moose. Oh yeah, it's Moose. Moose, and he's in and he's in Hunter Dunbar's house, and he's got the antlers. He's like Moose is in the house. Moose is in the oh, house. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. So this movie is uh, not great. It's probably it's problematic at best. I mean, let's put it that way. I don't know the fact that the maid laying in the yard for two days, going back to the maid. Yep. At so at the end of the movie. Uh, fucking Moose ties up Hunter Dunbar and yep. he has him like trapped in bed and then he does like a fake what is it Friday the 13th or uh, Halloween yeah whichever like, yeah Halloween, I think yeah. it's Halloween yeah, Friday the 13th, and he's got a mask the knife. and he's and he stabs him but it's a fake knife and he's like oh I got you I got you and Hunter Dunbar still doesn't realize that this man is has mental problems. That's, yeah. that's the part that gets me. It's like, come on. Like, they just gloss over that the entire know. movie. It's like... Like, there's yeah. been signs <sighs> that this, like, just fucking sign the thing for this person. Right. He's clearly not mentally stable. Right. Like, there's there's something... There's a little... He's a little slow. And just sign it. Just be a nice person. It's... That's all you gotta it's, do. It's don't pull out a shotgun and fucking shoot his hand off. It, it's a movie where... Yeah. The... the the issue could have been solved so quickly. It could have been. Yeah. Just give the guy an autograph and that's it. And that's that, it. And that's, that's the problem with this movie is it's you literally could have just signed something and avoided all of this. Yep. It reminds me of another film. It uh, follows. Phil. We'll get to that. Uh, it where follows. things could have been solved Where things real could have been quickly. solved very quick. I am so glad you understood the alley-oop <laughs> I gave you there. Oh, I loved it. I yeah. loved it. I, 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 Jared, Jared knows. We're gonna, we'll, we'll get back to that in a minute here. We'll, we'll focus on Fred here for a few more minutes. And we'll, we don't, we'll close with the discussion on that. I, because that's unlike an argument the country, the am in the minority of It Follows. Oh, that's, that's fine. We'll, we'll talk about that here at the very end. We'll get there. So, but yeah, the fanatic. I will say, if I had to give it a rating, hold on. Before you give it a rating, okay. Uh, I, I get to finish the maid story. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, finish yeah. The maid. Because yeah. just like up. the movie, we forgot about the maid. Uh, yeah, see, and that that shows you right there how easy it is to forget. See, we would have left her on plot. the front we, lawn. We would have left her on the. We would have. We would have walked right by, going, "Oh." So after no. John Travolta ties up Devin Sawa. And Devin Sawa can clearly see that something is wrong with John Travolta and doesn't just sign the fucking thing. Uh, And he pulls a shotgun out and then stabs John Travolta in the eye, stabbing his eye out, gets a knife from somewhere. And then he shoots his hand off and then lets him go. Yeah. Let's him walk out the door. And then what happens is the fucking gardener that he let that. This, they showed him letting him leave early because it was going to rain or something. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, you can go home early, blah, blah, blah. I guess he came to work one morning, like that morning, and saw the dead lady that's been on the yard for two days, called the cops. And then who gets arrested for her murder? 
Hunter Dunbar. Hunter Dunbar. Dunbar. Hell yeah. That's the big twist of the movie. Spoiler alert. In your face. A little little later on this. Well, we've told you spoiler alert like nine times now, so it doesn't matter. Spoiler. But you know what? Even though we basically explained the whole plot of the movie, give it a watch. Yeah. Grab some friends. Grab some drinks. Smoke some weed. Whatever you do. And watch John Travolta's performance in this. Watch The Fanatic. Mm -hmm. Because it's that good question mark that's a hard question mark there yeah 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 mm-hmm. i mean we loved it enough to buy the movie poster <laughs> we did buy the movie poster although we you know it, it's funny because the trend is like everything fred durst related is, is ironic it is it's all irony so i feel like watching this was like on par with watching the movie troll 2 Ooh, okay oh, troll 2 was where bad Watch it because it's so fucking bad that you're like, ha this is great. Like, so, I the feel room? like this is up uh, the there. Room? Yeah, the room? yeah, the room is Birdemic. another one. Like, that's another one. Yeah, yeah, Birdemic. All great. Uh, terrible movies. Yeah, great, terrible movies. The, just like The Fanatic. The thing about The Fanatic is, I think it's a little bit above those in the fact that he tried so hard. He, it does have it does have a few decent shots, and he got so far. Like uh, I don't I don't know if you rewatched. But in it the recently. end, the maid was dead the whole time. <laughs> she was dead the whole time. Yes. But there's a, there's a decent shot where John Travolta's crawling towards the stairs, and Devin Sawa's got the gun, like walking toward. Like that's a decent shot. That's the thing. Like I, I when we were watching it, it made some comments being like, "Well, this is a good sequence." Yeah. So, like there are moments where you're like. Okay, like this, this could is have a been movie. a good this yeah. could have been a good movie. Which puts it I think a little bit above those, but it definitely it's still, does. It's still a shitty movie and it's in the same vein. I do like the the <laughs> and I hate to say this <laughs> I and I hate the way and I don't like the way that it got there, but I do like the character arc in the end for Moose. Okay. For the fa- uh, of the fact that he always wanted to be noticed on working the strip. And then after he got fucked up, people were like, oh, your makeup's so sweet. Like, that's awesome. Right, and right. And he finally got noticed. And it was just him being fucking stabbed in the eye and his hand shot off. <laughs> and yes. I like, I was like, you, you tried. Like, you tried to do something there. Right, right. And I appreciate that. Right, right. No, it definitely had, like, that's what I mean. Like, it had potential to be a good movie. Yeah. Like, it would have been a good movie. I just don't know what the missing pieces were. Like, there was some writing. Some of the writing was very piss poor, and it didn't connect up with the next Jared. line, and it was read exactly as it was written. Jared, I'll tell you. deal, so. I'll tell you exactly what was missing from this movie. It was someone to take Fred Durst's script and tell him, I'll fix this. Right, exactly. And not have Fred it's Durst like, write it. It's like he made a first pass and somebody patted him on the back and was like, you know what? This is going to be just all now, right. Fred Durst did write it with someone else. So I wonder who. Hello, Pedro. We got a front porch pet on the uh, front table porch here. pet. What's up, buddy? On the table. <laughs> What's up, Peter? The uh, I wonder who it's was the idea pet. man and who was the. Uh, dialogue man because well, fun fact about if he's the one that wrote it then he wrote the whole thing well he wrote it was him and someone else oh. so fun fact about me is i have a script that is somewhere in hollywood 
that right, I right. I remember you saying that. that I wrote with a friend of mine. Yeah, and I was the idea man. Don't and lie he to was us. The dialogue friends. man. Okay, so what if he's lying to us? He doesn't have friends. You know what though? Like I feel like he probably wrote a treatment. Which means he just outlined everything. And then someone edited it. And then somebody was like, all right, don't worry about it. I'll write dialogue. Then why not hire someone better? Money? How much did they spend on this? $23 million? Something like that. Fucking Christ. It doesn't... Okay. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, so again, man. real quick with the Fanatic. How much did they spend? Twenty-three million. Hold on, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look up the exact look number. Look that up. I'm pretty sure it's twenty-three. So we know. We know. We said it earlier too. We we know they made three thousand dollars. Yep. So they recouped all that cost. Twenty-three million dollar budget. Yeah. So three thousand. If you really look at it, out of twenty-three million. It's point zero 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 one percent of that, which isn't that bad. No, they killed it. Which, I mean, I I, I don't even have a fucking What's joke. I don't even know what to fucking say here. What's it done? Like, in how do you VOD? spend twenty three fucking million dollars on a movie like this? And then like, how do you go back to like the people that invested you and go? So yeah, we uh we made three grand. But what's it what's it done on VOD? Because that's not the bottom line. Six dollars. The thing is, is that VOD, <laughs> like uh VOD, Amazon, Netflix, none of that stuff. They never show their their returns on that. They don't show returns. Okay. No. Uh, I I don't returns know. are probably Actually, negligible on that too because I feel like. The streaming platform is the one that makes the money off of it. Well, I mean, it's probably an upfront. When you're paying for like Netflix and shit, basically Netflix there. is paying for the right to play that movie on right. the platform, and you're playing paying for the right to play that. Right. So, so you're not even making the money off of. I, yeah. So I don't even know if they're making money off of like Amazon. But VOD with, VOD is like you pay per play. Yeah. So like they. They should be seeing something off of that. According to the Lord Wikipedia, they've yep. made three point five grand on this movie. Killing it. VOD, POD, New Metal. That's how I make the connection. Youth of the Nation was a great song. It was a great song. I saw POD <laughs> live. Yeah, we are. So have I. You did? <laughs> I did. Oh, and then I wish I, I did. That same show, I saw Papa Roach play one song because their promoter told them that. The show ended at 11 when it ended at 10, and they went on at 9.45. That's great. What? Nothing like a 15-minute version of Last Resort. It was a 15-minute version of Last Resort, where Jacoby Shaddix, lead singer of Papa Roach, told the uh, the promoter that he better be in his car and leaving because he was fired and never wanted to see him again. There we go. Nice. Hell yeah. Sick. <laughs> All right. So then other people got to listen to full. Yeah. Uh, now, Mike, before you get to this. So, uh, so taking, so taking no, us out of the no, fanatic now. A little bit. But before you get to this, was there something else you want to talk about? I got that taken care of. I went and saw my doctor. That. Okay. You got that taken care of. Was why would s- you bring that up on Mike? Yeah. What, why would you bring that up on the podcast? I thought I was talking about someone else. I'm sorry. Oh, no. That's fine. Mm. Uh was there something else you wanted to talk about? 
you know, you, you, you're the the implication or, or the, whatever you're implying here. You know, I, what? What do I want to talk about? It follows. Okay, listen, we're gonna close with that because oh, we're gonna. You're cl- ready. I thought we we're gonna close no, no, with no. this. No, no. What are we closing with, Mike? We're, closing we're gonna with the argument. We're closing with two different things. Obviously, we'll close our Fred Durst episode with, with it, it follows. follows. <laughs> Duh. Oh, it only it you, only you makes what, sense. No. You know what? No, no. Fuck you. Fine. <laughs> you fucking asshole. It you doesn't make sense this? to close the Fred okay. Durst episode no, no, no. with the top ten Limp Bizkit songs. Hold on. No, hold it on, doesn't. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, fine. Fine. You want to get into this now? Yeah. You want to do this right right now? now? All right. Let's fucking go. Let's go. Okay. Fine. We're talking about movies. I'm getting tag team right let's, now. Yeah. Yeah. Let's apparently. go. Good. Okay. So. Enjoy. We we were we were discussing the other night about bad movies and it follows came up and i told phil that i think it follows was not a good movie and i think that's my fault for bringing you to see it yes jared so jared jared years ago when it was in theaters said hey there's this new horror movie out called it follows we should go see it and i was like you know what you son of a bitch let's go and we drove now we weren't living in the city at that time we were living in the suburbs, so we drove all the way out to the Elmwood Regal. Holy crap, I forgot about that. Drove all the way out. Because that was the only place it was, it was playing. Yep, the only place it was playing. So we took the entire night, Jared and I, and we went and watched It Follows. We gave those bastards their money, and I and, was so mad. And at the end of it, we, we walked out, we got in the car, and I just remember turning to Jared, and I looked at him, and I go, you don't get to pick the fucking movies anymore. And he goes, you know what? You're 100% right. Because that movie sucked. Phil, your rebuttal? I think It Follows was a great concept followed by a flawless execution. Mm, Flawless. Let me me say this. It brought nothing new to the table. It's done the same thing that every other slasher and or horror movie has done in the past. Explain to me how every horror or slasher movie is transmitted by sexual intercourse okay can i interject there and and, because uh, every slasher or horror is about when you're in your prepubescence and you're going through your sexual awakening i'm going jared shut up with that being said (laughs) i'm going every other horror movie has touched on this aspect listen 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 i'm going to add on to that by saying did you just hear yourself yeah phil we have STDs. The movie is Phil, is a on, visual representation Phil, of an STD. Phil, Phil, we have STDs. We don't need STGs. We don't need sexually transmitted ghosts. It's a stupid fucking concept. It's really not. It's it, actually a brilliant concept. We actually, I disagree. You should go get assessed somewhere because are you okay? Yeah. Because that movie sucked. I think it was a great concept. Mm, mm. I think it was a great con- it, like a lot of horror mm. like a lot of horror movies, great concept, poor execution. Okay, so we're on the same page. Ed. No. Because it, was it a poor follows execution. was a great concept <laughs> mm. with a great execution. Mm. No. No. I can't agree. It's less. easily solved, just like the fanatic. He had to sign the vest. He had to sign whatever and the movie's done. He could have signed the shirt when he got mad at John Travolta. All you have to do is just yeah okay but here's with someone else you were told the guidelines if i had a test in front of me and said hey here's the answer i would pass the answer on to someone else yeah you're also 
that's also horror movie like logic. Like you, that's the shit that you have to put up with a horror movie. If you're just a regular person and you have someone chasing after you that you see as a dead relative that is long lost and you just get like that moment of, oh shit, like is that who I think it is? Like you're gone. And then it just moves on to the next person. No, here's my thing. If a dead relative is back from the dead and chasing after me. You notice I don't, that. I don't yeah, sit back and go, oh my God, grandma, how are you? It's been 15 <laughs> years since we buried you. Here's, no, I go, what the fuck is that? But also- <laughs> And I scream, Phil. I scream because my grandma, who we buried 15 years ago, is back walking after me. But also with this movie... And I tell my mom. They say that, like, oh, it's just going to fit in with the crowd. It's just going to keep walking yeah. towards you. It never fucking fits in with the crowd. It's always something naked or it's something way An out of place. An old woman in a gown? Yeah, that's that you're wh- like, who the fuck is this? Why is this here? Yeah. No. It's, it's always it's sticking out and noticeable. And it's like, eh, okay, well, that's it, obviously. You're also... Or the nine-foot-tall man. Like, it's always something way out of whack from what would be normal and coming at you. So if it was, like, a friend or something that whatever, then sure. No. If, if you realize uh, every form that it took was a family member that was... So I, I've actually... I've watched It Follows many times. And then I've watched many. I'm loss of time. I love this movie, it's so and I've bad. watched many a YouTube video on this. And like the lady in the water. We'll bring that up in a minute. Uh, lady what's in the, water. Yeah, what's the time frame for he's, this? He's watched for this movie. Like, what do you mean? When did it take place? Because the one chick has like a it's, clamshell. Yeah, it's it's not it's not supposed to take. Time like it's it's like uh, and then there's a corded phone and I'm like what yeah it's 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 one of those movies that is not you're not supposed to know when it's it supposed takes place. to be timeless yeah but I feel like and I'm gonna say this because this is like all right so all right I don't I don't know what no I no no I know exactly no, what you're trying to say I was just gonna let, say that let me I finish don't, my point it's bad. Yeah, I'll let you finish because I cut you off. Every form that the uh, that the ghost takes in the movie is a family member of hers. Not always. Not though. always. What is that nine foot tall thing with black eyes? That, yeah, that was a family that was not member. A family. There's there's pictures of them like around the house. Like of you, the nine foot tall guy. Yeah, it was like a cousin of hers or something. Yeah. Okay. So it's like it it always takes the form to make you think like. Just for a second. Well, if my uh, uncle showed up in my house at two o'clock in the morning, knocking at my bedroom door. Also, her grandpa hangs dong on the roof. I would, but I would, I would be. That was her grandpa. I that, thought that was her dad. No, that was her. Her if, dad was at the end with the pool. Listen, the argument here is immediate family members live with you. So if you're a teenager, I lived when I was a teenager. Like most people, I'm sure, live with. Their siblings. I had a brother and a sister and a mother and a father. That was who was in that house. If my grandpa came up hanging dong, even if it was just my grandpa (laughs) hanging fucking dong and he was real and just drunk or something going, hey, Michael, I'm here. My penis is out. I would still go, grandpa, get the fuck away from me. And I would know that there's something probably off there. I'm not going to go up to my grandfather. So 
knowing the guidelines from the guy at the beginning of the movie going all the way through and they meet him again to explain even more in depth what is happening i think that's easily avoidable so let's talk about solutions here because i brought this up in my argument so sure you're a teenager you have to do what you have to do to survive regardless of what society your parents school blah blah blah, whatever you're doing right you get on a fucking train you buy a plane ticket and you go to the with other your side of with the your country. Burger King job. Sure, you get in a car and you fucking Take go all because that people, money you got. people were driving at that point. You find a fucking way. Yeah, they had a car. You go to the other side of the country. So we're in Buffalo. If you go to San Diego, I did this math the other night. It's twenty six hundred and two miles. Walking average for a person is three to four miles an hour. This thing was listfully la- lazily <laughs> listing to the left when it walked. Yes, it was. Like when you were Back a te- and forth. when you were a teenager, did you have? Yes, I did. I had a job. Did you have money to buy a plane ticket to San Diego? Honestly, with one paycheck, I would have. If really? I'm being real with you, yes, I worked full time as a teenager. So maybe most teenagers don't work full time. No, they I do did. not work full time. I, I I did. I worked full time as a teenager. So sure, let's say let's say that you didn't even have a job. You find a fucking way. You get in a car and you fucking go. Even if you go 40 miles at one mile an hour. Who says they have a car? You take a car, Phil. You do what you have to do to survive. you become a felon. No. Yeah. Because you don't do. If if it's like. So then you go to prison and then you're locked there where the thing can fucking come get you. Phil, it's life or death. You take off running. It can't get you. You get on a bicycle, Phil. You do what you have to do. No one sees it but you. Is it illegal to take it a plane? It seems to have to get through doorways, and if they're not unlocking it to let it in. Yeah. Is it? I don't it, know. Is it? Okay. So There's you, a lot of weird So you take money the, from your parents, uh, and you buy a plane ticket. You steal money. You do what you have to do to survive. If you want to give much. up and die, just give up and die. Yeah. Okay. We're going off on a it's weird tangent. Lazy. What and I'm we need to get back to Fred Durst. No. It's lazy, and it's a bad movie. No, all it follows. Saying, if you're Team okay. Phil... Let me know, because It Follows is a great movie. Okay, so anyway, no. but let me let me finish it with this. I'm going to say, all I'm going to say is that, yes, from a critic's standpoint, this movie did everything right, and it should have been great, and it should have been one of those awesome movies that is like, all right, like, I agree, like, you did something new, and this is a little bit groundbreaking and everything, but... Did I have fun watching it? No. no. Because it was... It just... For me, I couldn't suspend my disbelief enough to no. be like, this is gonna this is gonna actually get you. Exactly. I never felt like a... Like, I never felt like that thing was threatening me. No. No. I never felt like it was threatening. No. That's the problem. Not at all. I will say this about the movie, though. Honestly. The soundtrack, the music was phenomenal i i really i think that and oh, i think that was pre-stranger things too stole everything from john carpenter <laughs> really yeah, they it was didn't. still good though yeah it was a, it was a john music, carpenter vibe through the whole thing though. It, it, was. it was the music was great soundtrack Ooh, pardon me soundtrack was great but uh yeah i just that not mm. if your team phil let me know it follows great movie but You're let's we're Mike back or, on Mike. This is a Fred Durst episode. Well, hold on a second. I don't. Here. You really wanted to bring up it follows, and secondly, uh, if your team Mike and Jared, like you should be, uh, just unfollow Phil on all social media. 
You don't have to do that. No, you have to do that. All right. <laughs> so we're going to end it by counting down because the show is coming up soon. And if you have tickets to it, you're obviously looking forward to the hits for Limp Bizkit. Like, you'd be crazy not to be looking forward to the hits, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So we're going to give you the top ten. And if you're going to the show, look for us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. First off, if you're going to the show, make sure you look for us because we're, we're going to fucking be there. And we're probably going to do yeah. a, a quick little review of the show uh, after, after the show in August. Hell but yeah. this is the top ten Limp Bizkit songs. <laughs> Number ten. Ready to go. In the correct. I don't know this song. I don't know this song, but... I don't either. You know what, Mike? Know what we're going to do? What? Play it. We're going to play a little clip. All right, we'll play a clip. Do it. I love it. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> it's got everything that you want in a Limp Bizkit song. Oh, yeah. Guys, yeah. yeah. I, feel, I feel like in that song, she was ready to go. She was. So that's what I took from it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. And it was wonderful. <laughs> All right, moving on to number nine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, got nothing, I, I got nothing for that song. Yeah, I don't know. Moving it was, on to it number was just nine. great. It, it's the normal Biscuit. Goodness. Yeah. Hot biscuits, Warm, baby. Warm biscuity goodness. Warm, flaky, crusty mm. mom's biscuits right there. Hell yeah. You know? Uh, next one. If you don't know this song, I don't even know how it's number nine, but number nine, Roland. Air Raid Vehicle. Hell number yeah. nine. So here is Roland, in case Should you haven't heard it before. One. Tell me what you gonna do Rolling, 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 This shit right here. So, what I will say is, I love how he rhymes up with up. It's great. It's genius. You gotta love it. Like I don't under like you. You think of words that rhyme. Why not? And you just never realize how the the like the word. Rhymes with itself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you could say like orange and everyone says nothing rhymes with orange, but you could say orange three times mm-hmm. and it rhymes. There you go. It's crazy. That's how you solve that issue of rhyming. Number eight. Counterfeit. Hmm. I've never heard this song. Me neither. So let's take a listen. I remember that one. Kind of slaps. Yeah, yeah kind of it does. I mean, none of these are bad. No, not by any stretch. Well, of the I, I remember Boiler. They, they, do you? It's it, it, they all sound like every other Limp Bizkit song, it, but they do. They, they do. When you're listening to Limp Bizkit, you want to hear Limp Bizkit. Yeah, there's so, a sound that you want to hear, and that was exactly the sound. Exactly. So, just like Phil just said, number seven, Boiler. Like me, like me. 
it's I've, it's all the, 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 the in this one he's wearing a a blue backwards cap. Oh mm. my god. Because we're on our end we're watching the videos just yeah. so everybody knows, but i it I've, just makes me uncomfortable because it strays from the path. Yeah. But I feel like that song sounds a lot like the next one on the list. Oh, oh, it, you mean it, my way? It, yeah. It sounds a lot like a my lot. way. A lot. Almost does. like it's the same goddamn song oh with different God. lyrics. Jared, have you ever listened to Limp Bizkit? It's a lot of that. I've listened to them. <laughs> <laughs> Number six. Another song you all should know. My way. Or the highway. Let Frank Sinatra take it away. Yeah! This time I'ma let it all come out. This time I'ma stand up and shout. I'ma do things my way. It's my way. My way or the highway. This time I'ma let it all come out. This time I'ma stand The fucking bassist being like, look at this fucking sick bass line. <laughs> you know... It is actually musically. It's actually a pretty sick bass it, line. It is like that bass line is pretty rad. I just uh, was that the video. We didn't watch the whole thing. Was that the video that they had all the people like screaming into the bubble cam? I think so. Probably. It looked like it. Just I th- yeah. I that I love that song. I really do. It, it is. I forgot about my way. Honestly, it's a banger. Well, just I, I love it is a good song. I love when yeah. he comes in, he's like, yeah, yeah. That's every Limp Bizkit song. Well, it is. Yeah, but it's like the most iconic lyric. This time <laughs> I'ma let it all go down. <laughs> my way on the highway, Jared. It's my way. <laughs> uh, next up is Faith, number five. Number five. Hell yeah, it's Jared's how favorite that, song. How is that only five? Because it's a cover. Yeah, but it's number five on the top twenty. That says a lot about Limp Bizkit. We're doing a top 10 here. We skipped the other 10 because we don't fucking care. <laughs> well, it's number five on this list. So. It's number five. Well, yeah, number five in the top 20 is and still number five in the top 10. Before we play this, it is. the list is from Kerrang to give them credit. Doesn't change. Yeah, yeah. We'll give them credit. Thank you, Kerrang. So this next one is Phil said his faith. A George Michael cover. It takes a song, man, baby, but I'm showing you that door. Rock, cut it out. It's you know, so it's gorgeous. Good. It's such, it's such a masterpiece. I always love that video too. So I finally understand what you mean about like the extra six inches. Yeah, you know what I mean. See, the it just like inches. rises above triumphantly. It does. It absolutely does. Yeah, it, it, it's one of those takes that song to the next level. It, it does. It's it's absolutely wonderful. Bumps it up a notch. So the next one on our list here is number four. Take a look around. I feel like re-listening to these, every all the hits are, are, are the same hit. Yep. Phil, am I wrong? It sounds very similar to all the others. Yes. I will say, after watching that uh, video, I had breakfast at the place that he was shooting the video in in L.A. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. 
It's the same one that they shot um, Pulp Fiction at, where they're in the diner. Oh. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So that's a cool little side note. Look at you, <laughs> Jared, getting getting out there and uh, and being places where famous things has happened. Trying. Do you feel a little bit like Fred? My brother lives no. there. I wonder if my brother... Is my brother Fred Durst? Your brother might be Fred Durst. Oh my Ask God. him if he's eaten at that place. I will, because, I mean, he lives there, so he... He, he might have. I'm... He probably didn't because he's no. like, this is where all the fucking people like me go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is where all the Jareds my, my go. My brother is not a Jared. Yeah. My brother is basically mini me. Mm. He's shorter than you? No, he's tall. <laughs> I'm actually the shortest of my brothers. Yet, oh. yet I'm the oldest. Short and old. Uh-huh. And that goes. Uh. Number three on our list. Nookie. Fucking banger. Banger. Literally. Phil. (laughs) Why are you laughing already? I I don't know. It's just that's all. Because I want a single Phil out here? Phil. That's all it took. Phil. Philip. Yep. Have you ever done it all for the nookie? Come on. The nookie? Come on. Did you take that cookie and stick it up here? Uh, stick it up here. Uh, stick it up here. Uh, stick it up here. Ass. Yeah. I'm so fucking proud of you. I've never been more proud of you. In my Thank life. you. Mm-hmm. I've never been more proud of you in my fucking Thank life. Thank you. I mean, I was kind of hard. It, it was kind of hard to say that, but yes, I have. What cookie was it? It was a peanut butter cookie. Oh, oh, that's pretty nice. Yeah. Was it like a reverse eating where you just took it up the butt? And could you taste it? I guess is oh, what I'm asking. I, the, I could I could feel that it was peanut butter. It was sticky. Ah, makes yeah. sense. All right. Makes sense. Not too bad. So yeah. moving on, the next song is My Generation. Oh. So go ahead and talk I don't know how we've watched 38 two. seconds of that music video, and uh, I don't know what part of the, what, what clip of the song we are playing. But if you watch the music video for that song, you just get a glimpse of to a moment in time when Limp Biscuit was one of the biggest acts in music. Yeah, guys, there was yeah. traffic signs about Limp Biscuit in that video, guys. <laughs> You know, re-listening to these songs has really made me kind of look inward. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I just feel like I'm going to be up all night asking myself yeah, if if only I could fly. If only, only I could fly. If only we could fly. <laughs> so. The Durstman. We have nothing to say to that. That's awesome. No, no. no I, I love it. <laughs> That's about it. That's it. It sounds sounds like every other song. It does. So the song that doesn't sound like any other song, their most famous song, arguably, which I do not like just ironically because I honestly think this is a fucking phenomenal song. It is a good song. This is is legitimately a good song. If you don't know by now, number one, if you haven't guessed it, 
is break stuff. It's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. Everything is fucked. Everybody sucks. You don't really know why, but you want to justify ripping someone's head off. No human contact. That's was the that video. Snoop with him at that yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. That, no. That's the video I was thinking of where they just had everyone fucking screaming into the camera. Yeah. Uh, but also, yeah, he had like exhibit Snoop Dogg, like a whole bunch of rat wow. people in this video. It's pretty cool. And that's kind of like the crossover. Right, right. Which is weird because they're all just like. And it's a weird sign of the times because exhibit. Yeah, exhibit. Yeah. Before he was on MTV. Does anybody, ride, baby. Does anybody know? Does anybody know any music that Exhibit made, or did they just know him for Pit My Ride? I don't think he made music. He did. <laughs> I know he did. <laughs> but people don't. The giver did anything. <laughs> but he no, just but showed up one day and nope. pimped ride. That's pretty much how He's it went like, out. Yo, your car? Fuck yeah, let's do it. He just showed up on Hell set. Yeah. He's like, "Yo, dog, I heard you like TV, so we put a TV on every fucking thing we could in your car." Remember that put a monitor on your TV yeah. so you can watch your TV, TV while, while you're watching TV. Your Remember TV. that episode where they just threw out the car and bought the guy a TV and was like, here you go. Here you go. That never happened. Here you though. go. Your car is Also, why would a car need a fucking Xbox and a... TV that come out of the trunk when you open the trunk. I remember that episode. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they, were, they did that all the fucking time. The coolest pin my ride was when they put the amplifier and they bought the guy a new guitar. Also, why, do you, cool. why do you need an aquarium in your car? You don't? Because you need friends, Phil. If you're Yeah, lonely. if you can't feed your fish in front of the people that you're trying to take places, then what are you even doing? Think about the tips you get on fucking Uber, though. Dude, that's a flex and a half, Yeah. Man. See, they should bring it back and do Pimp My Ride, but only for Uber. Yeah, Pimp My Uber. Lyft. Pimp My Uber. Pimp yeah. My Lyft. Pimp My Uber slash Lyft. It's probably already in production. We're, we're probably so Mike, late this to is the game. A, this is our next <laughs> billion yeah. dollar idea. Yeah. Yeah. This was our first, and look how far this has gotten us. We did it. My parents advertised with us for yeah. free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Steve. So... That was Fred Durst. That was Fred Durst. That was him. I think we said everything we had to say about Fred. Yeah. That we wanted to say about Fred. We probably missed a bunch, but just it, do your own research. It was a good episode. It. Sure. <laughs> I mean, if you... I guess sure. so. <laughs> we'll I'm going to go we'll ahead let, and we'll say it was. Decide. Somebody's got to say it was. Yeah. Yeah. So, thanks for listening to us. Put your red hat on. Put your red hat Shave on. Shave your goatee. If, if you see us at the show, make sure you say hi. Yeah. Yeah. If you're coming to the Lip Biscuit show at the Rapids Theater, I the only people I know that are going are all bringing crews of people. There we oh, go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is an interesting combo. Mm-hmm. You need that biscuit mm-hmm. crew. Yeah. You do. So Bacon if you're biscuits. going, let us know. Yeah. Hit us up on Twitter. And we'll see you at the show. Instagram. Word. Where can Speaking they... of, where can they find you, Mike? Oh, we're starting with me? Yeah. Okay, you can find me on both Twitter and Instagram. Sick. Mr. Mike here, M-I-S-T-E-R. Mm-hmm. Roll your eyes all you want, but if they do M-R, they won't find me. Phil. That's 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 fair. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. fair. Jared, mm. where can they find you on, on Twitter? Instagram. You cannot find me on Twitter. Still. I will never tweet. Still. I'm not a twitter. 
When you hit 40, you'll tweet. I don't think so. Probably not. Six years from now? I'll yeah. bet you Twitter dies by then. Wow. Wow. Bold prediction. Okay. Yep. I'll stand by it. So anyway, you can find me on Instagram, which is going to die in the next two years, at, <laughs> at, at Umbrella Media BFLO. Where, what's your other one? Your aerial one. Oh, yeah. What is that? Aerial Views 716. There you go. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Buffalo Kennedy, spelled the normal way. Oh, okay. Cool, Phil. Tell them tell him about your parlor account. Piler? Mike, that was supposed to be secret. Yeah. <laughs> Phil's on parlor at find me because I'm a Republican at wow.com. My God, Ooh. you have exposed me. Uh, I don't know what nice. to do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> I yeah, am you, you won't shocked. find us on parlor. Piler? No, no fuck parlor. Parlor? Do you know what parlor is, Jared? Was I mispronouncing? I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. You don't know what Parler what are, is? What are we talking about So, here? quick sidetrack. Parler Let's look this up. is like Twitter for right-wingers. There you go. Oh, okay. You because, that. You've because, said that before. Because yeah. Twitter bans them right, for right. saying fucking awful shit. So they can go on there and say all their awful shit. Exactly. And everybody backs them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's Parler. So you can find us on Twitter and Instagram, though. Yes, you can. Woo! Not Jared, though. Do and you it. Can fi- you can find the show on Twitter at FrontPorch716. Sick. You can find the show on Instagram at Front Porch Podcast. Sure. That is the name of the show. That is. is I think is so. Is that the name on Instagram? It should be. Do we ever post? We it, do. It should Ra- be. Rarely. <laughs> on Instagram. We we got some we got some followers though on the gram. Do we? Do yeah. we we got some followers? Yeah. Yeah. We oh. we've got. 119 of you. Thank you. Holy yeah. dicks. Hell yeah. Yeah. Thank yes. you all so much. Thank you all so much. That and is so You can find us on Instagram at Front Porch Podcast. We will talk to you next time, whenever that may be. And okay. just remember, keep rolling, 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 rolling. And Come it's on. my way. My way or the highway. All right. I got to go. I got to break stuff. Hey everybody, Phil here from the Front Porch Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to us talk all about Fred this week. We had a blast talking about him, and we cannot wait till the show on the 9th of August. If you're there, say hello to us, and we'll catch you next time.